You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Happy Wednesday to everyone out there. And um, well, I was getting ready to start the show. Went on Twitter and uh, saw this clip from the Little League World Series, the Southwest Regional Championship in uh, Texas East in Oklahoma. Kid gets uh, hit in the face with a with a uh, well. He didn't really get hit in the face. Got hit in the helmet. And the face with a pitch. Obviously, got first base. Pitcher was all upset. He's crying on the mound. And the, the the batter who's now on first base runs over to the mound and gives him a hug. Tells him, you know, it's all good. I'm fine. Get back out there. You know, it's when times like that when I say I don't like the Little League World Series that makes you feel really stupid. Because that's just a special moment, man. That's just really cool. That's what it's all about. Uh, especially the Little League World Series. Like, that's just fantastic. I mean, this is about as big of a game as these kids will ever play in. They're playing for a chance to go to. It's the championship. So this is to go to Williamsport. It's, uh, it's a 3-2 game. What inning was it? It was the... That was only the first inning, but base wow, there's a lot of scoring. Bottom of the first, it was already three two. But um I see a lot of people giving the pitcher like a hard time. Oh, grow up. Oh, it's pathetic. For both the, the batter and the and the pitcher, because the batter got hit in the top like inside the brim of the helmet, kind of. Like it didn't hit his face, it kind of hit his helmet. And it's just unbelievable. People are just out here. It's the third tweet I see. People are just out. Oh, grow up. Oh, grow. Dude, these kids are literally 15 years old. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, people don't necessarily stop and think about what they're talking about. Because, dude, these kids are 15 years old. That's crazy. Okay, just had to share it. Just had to share it. Uh, today, what do we have for today? We got a bunch of tennis picks. I just tweeted some out um, right before the show started. So I'll go over some of the tennis picks. Um, and then we've got golf today. Big time golf. Um, all golf today. It is the FedEx St. Jude Classic. The first uh, event of the FedEx, you know, playoffs. 
a whole bunch of uh, really great names in this one. And that makes it a very difficult tournament to to bet on, to handicap. So my my message to everybody, you know, we've had a good run here this season. We've done very well. This is not the tournament to uh, bet any extra on, we'll say. I wouldn't go doing that. Because the field is just so deep. Literally, there's guys up and down the board that could win this thing. So I'm just not sure I'm willing to bet any extra on this one. If you know what I'm, if you if you're picking up what I'm putting down, um, I haven't made any of the bets yet for this, so I will do that after the show, so I can. Um, sh- I think last week I tried to. Well, must have worked okay, but I think I was trying to shop around while we were on on the show, and it just gets really difficult to to do that. I'll try and see if we can do it. Because I enjoy making the picks while we're, you know, on the show here. But it's hard to read and talk and do do all that stuff at the same time. Um, so we'll see what we have to do. For the... Outright winners, though. Well, let's talk about the course first. Let's talk about the course. Let's talk about the tournament. What a crazy year it's been, or last few months for the PGA Tour. Just between Matthew Fitzpatrick, Tony Finau, getting some victories under his belt. Tom Kim last week with a quadruple bogey to start the the tournament. To turn around and win, it's just a wonderful story anywhere you look throughout the the PGA Tour this year. So I'm not sure how this is going to go. When we look at this course, though, it almost plays like, I don't want to say it plays like a major, but it's pretty darn close. The the important thing here, the last few weeks, the important thing has been, you know, can you get red hot with the putter? How is the approach game? Can you just stick it next to the pin and tap it in? Driving wasn't as important, right? Approach was still pretty kind of important, but it was a lot of putting. This week, though, we kind of get back to the ball striking ways of, you know, how we normally... You know, we're more towards handicapping a major here than we are one of those other events where it's all about putting. And because that's the case, you know, strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained tee to green are two that are certainly in the mix. I do have approach in the mix here as well uh, pretty strongly. That's generally a good indication of ball striking, right? So that's kind of how I'm playing this one. Every winner here uh, since 2016 was below 50 to 1 odds. Which is kind of interesting. And... um. You know, Daniel Berger's won twice in that time frame. JT Poston, who we had a winner with 
couple weeks ago. Abe Answer was last week or last year, excuse me. Dustin Johnson was in there in 2018. So there's been some names you might not necessarily expect. And the thing is, they ranked very high approach and off the tee when they played here. So we're really going to need a guy that does those two things well. This is also a course which makes it more interesting. A course that really, you're not rewarded for hitting the ball quite as far. Like, it is definitely a ball striker's course, but you don't really need to be able to hit the ball that far. That's why we saw, you know, somebody like Daniel Berger win it twice in a row. Because you don't have to, you don't have to crush the ball to be competitive here. I've got, um, well, I've got a couple of plays I have in mind. We're going to shop these around. But I have, you know, the five guys I want to take into this tournament. I think. And then I'll probably bet the, you know, the later, the latter three. You know, top 10, top 20, top 40, something like that. It's probably what I'll do. The gentleman I'm looking at for this one, um, and the, the model, the kind of the top five guys here go like something like this. Rory McIlroy, Xander Shoffley, Tony Finau, Fitzpatrick, Will Zalatoris. That's kind of the that's the top five. Outside of that, Cantley Scheffler, Cam Smith is that next guy on the list. The biggest uh the biggest odds that are high up on the list, like those guys are all the, the, you know, relatively the favorites. The next guy that shows up is Tom Kim, Ju Young Kim, who we just had a winner with. He's 45 to one in this tournament. He's the next guy up. The range in which I'm going to shoot for, for this tournament, I'm going to select three guys down in this range. They're more than 50 to 1. It's Mito Pereira, Aaron Wise, and Taylor Pendrith. Now, I know you might think I'm crazy for playing these three guys against a field that looks like this. If I had to pick one of these, I think Taylor Pendrith is probably my favorite of the three. None of these guys have ever played this course before. But that's the beauty of adjusted off the tee, adjusted strokes gained numbers. Because I can compare Mito Pereira to Rory McIlroy relatively similarly. That's the beauty of these adjusted numbers that we're using. Is we can we can really compare them. Mito Pereira and Aaron Wise, their approach game has been stellar. Mito Pereira's approach game has been arguably better than almost anyone else on tour. Like, he's up there with the best. Up there with, like, a Zalatoris, just behind Zalatoris and Cam Smith. Scotty. 
So those are kind of the way I'm going to lean with three of the picks. I'm going to take those three dogs, Mito Pereira, Aaron Wise, Taylor Pendrith. We'll get some, just get a peek at what they are right now. Taylor Pendrith is 80 to 1. Aaron Wise is 50 to 1. And do, do, what's the last guy we're looking for here? Mito is likely 100 to 1, maybe even longer. Uh, I can't find him right now. The list I have from the other day says he's 100 to 1. He may be farther down the list. Why can't I find him? Did he is he not in the tournament anymore or something? Huh, I don't know. Maybe he's just a lot longer of a shot here. Interesting. I don't know why I can't find him. Yeah, maybe he's not oh there he is. 125 to 1. Whew. 125 to 1. On Bad MGM. Now, shop these around, though, because you always find better numbers when you look around, especially for golf. These numbers are all over the place when you get a little bit further down the board. So guys like Wise, Pendrith, you're going to find good numbers on them if you shop it around. Towards the top of the board, though, the number, the guys I'm going to go with I'm going to take two guys off the top of the board, three guys off the bottom or middle bottom and hope that no one in between wins. The guys I'm looking at are going to be Rory McIlroy and Scotty Scheffler, I think. Because Rory's at the top of the model, so we're going to have to pick Rory, right? We've learned that on principle. The guys at the top, I don't care if he's... 10 to 1 or 9 to 1, I don't care what he is. We're taking a piece of him. So we're probably going to take a piece of Rory. And then this is a tournament that just feels like Scotty should be in. Like, remember how Scotty started the year and we were riding high on, on Scheffler thinking he could do no wrong and, and on and on and on. Yeah, that's great. And he's been good since, but he hasn't been that good that level of elite talent that we thought was coming. It almost makes me want to go with Scotty as my second, like, top of the board kind of guy. I don't know. The other option instead of, you know, instead of Rory could be Will Zalatoris, who his approach game is off the charts. His round here last year, strokes gained-wise, was excellent. It's his only time he's ever played this course. And the numbers are fantastic for that round or for that showing at the tournament. He's got the best numbers for just this course. I know it's only one round compared to other guys, or one tournament compared to these other guys who have four and five, but um, it still matters. But 
my other side of my brain is kicking in to say, don't miss on a chance to take Scotty. So that's what I'm going to end up with. Is Rory, Scotty, Aaron Wise at 50 to 1 ish, Taylor Pendrith 80 to 1, roughly, and then Mito Pereira at the bottom 125 to 1. That's what we're going to try to do. For the sake of being uh, consistent and doing a good job here, we're going to pull up a couple other places to just see what the prices are, make sure we're not getting, make sure we're keeping them honest. And um, again, before you make any of these bets, shopping around. So Rory um, at DraftKings is 9 to 1, Scotty's 14 to 1. Um, which is the same as BetMGM. Ooh, do do do. Aaron Wise, 60, uh, 65 to 1. On DraftKings, he's only 50 to 1 over on, on BetMGM, so there's a great example of making sure you're shopping around. I mean, that's a huge difference. Huge difference. Um... Do do Taylor Pendrith a hundred to one. He's eighty to one on BetMGM. So I mean, this is what I'm talking about. Mito Prayer one hundred thirty to one. So right there, we just found three guys that were way better odds, like way better. So you really need to make sure you're shopping these. And that was just the first book I checked. Go over to FanDuel. I've seen that DraftKings, I think, has really... Like, okay, so this is my... Just from betting golf for as long as I have. This is kind of my general thought on the, the different books. Is that... BetMGM has really good numbers for the low guys. Like, they usually have better numbers on the top 10 guys in the field. If that makes sense. DraftKings seems to have really good odds for the long shots, like better than anywhere else. Like even comparing it to FanDuel, Aaron Wise is fit, uh, 55 to 1, Pendrith 95. Um, where's uh, Pereira? I don't know why I can't see Mito Pereira's name in right now. Like I keep missing him, 120 to 1. So the numbers seem to be better on DraftKings for the long shot guys. But it seems like for most of them, it seems to be really good on, on DraftKings or on uh, BetMGM, excuse me. But I don't know. Tough to say. So we're going to lock those in, and then I'm going to take Aaron Wise, Pendrith, and Pereira, we're going to take them top, you know, top something, maybe top 40. Let's look at that real quick while we're here. Um, do, do, do. So, like, Pendrith plus 110, we'll probably take him. And this field's a little smaller than normal, too. So, that should help us. Aaron Wise, minus 15. Mito Pereira, plus 120. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to throw those in as well.
Okay. Let's lock all those in. Okay. Those will all be posted on uh, steadypicks.com under my, my page. They'll all be posted there along with the tennis picks for today, which I'm about to give out right now. We'll, we'll wrap up with the, with the tennis picks. Um, either way, for this tournament, I'm, I'm thinking, and I'll, I have a screenshot of this, of the model too, so you can take a look. But I think it's really going to be coming down to approach game, off the tee game, kind of the combination of those two. Um, and, and don't be afraid to take a shot on somebody down the board a little bit. It's a very deep. Um, one of the things I read was talking about how the, the, you know, the normal distance between like, you know, the top five and, and like 40th in the metrics, strokes gain metrics are pretty wide. Generally most tournaments. At this tournament in particular and the FedEx like playoffs, that gap is so small. There's like nothing between the first and the 50th place as far as stats go. It just kind of comes down to lottery ticket luck, it feels like sometimes. but um, So don't be afraid to kind of take a few guys that are a bit longer that aren't the big names that you're expecting to, you know, to be in the mix. Don't be afraid to do that. All right, tennis plays today. We went one and one yesterday for a small gain. Um, we had Sarasaribe's Tormo won. We had like a unit 1.1 on her. And then Kasatkina lost in straight sets to uh, Bianca Andreescu. So there you go. So small winner yesterday. Um, Monday was 0-3. But we only played those for like 0.6 units. Um, if you followed along on on steadypicks.com so we, the damage wasn't horrible today though one two three four picks four picks or six picks it depends how you think about this first one Carolina Pliskova against Amanda Anisimova I'm not convinced on Anisimova at all my number comes out to uh, where is she yeah, Anna Samova sitting like plus or minus 190. I have her priced like minus 150. So that's going to be a play on Carolina Pliskova. The numbers check out as well. Um, I really like where Pliskova, you know, what she's doing right now. Anna Samova, you look at, you know, her loss against Shelby Rogers was just a horrible tennis match. She did beat Carolina Pliskova um, what's that? Ten days ago in San Jose, it went three sets. But after looking at those numbers, I, I almost think that you're gonna think I'm crazy. But like, I think Pliskova got a bit unlucky. I mean, she had nine percent ace percentage, which is very good. She didn't double fault all that much, but the break point saved. She really struggled against against um, Anisimova. And those are stats that you don't generally think are going to hold, right? Like um, break point saves a, a very, very high percentage, like generally not um, a reflection of how good you are. Where something like the ace percentage really matters. Um, she also had the, or Anisimova had a very 
very few double faults in that in that match or just in general lately. So we're going to go ahead and, and I don't think many people are going to recommend Carolina Pliskova today based on that match 10 days ago. But um, I'm going to do it here. Plus 145 is the number there. Second play is going to be Elena Rybakina going against Coco Golf. Plus 110 on Rybakina. Rybakina. Depends how you want to say it. Rybakina, I've heard it both ways. Rybakina is the way you want to say it. But I believe Rybakina might be the, the, the proper way. Anyway, I'm not sure why Corey Golf is favored. I mean, I love Corey Golf. Coco is. One of my favorite tennis players on the tour, but the numbers just don't make sense as to why she is favored. I think Rybakina has been better along the way this year on the hard court, and um, certainly the, the recent data suggests so. So Rybakina plus one ten. Next play is Kin Wen Zhang plus 280 against Ansh Jabor. Now, before you call me crazy, it's a small play on that. You can split your unit up between three bets here. Zhang to win plus 280 is what I got this morning. Um, you could do the games um, handicap, so plus four and a half games at minus 105. And player one to win at least one set, which is a special on uh, Ben MGM that I love to do sometimes. So Kinwen Zhang to win a set, any set. Well, first or second set, obviously. And that's plus 105. I like that. I like that bet a lot. So split that up between a unit, however you feel fit. I did, um, you know, 0.3, but all, 0.333 all the ways around. Last play is in um, the last play is in Concord. It's Eva Liz against Coco Vandeweg, and Coco Vandeweg. I don't really. She's kind of old, and I'm not really sure why she's such a good price here or favored. I don't really understand. Eva Liz is on a tear. She's young, upcoming. Numbers make sense. Plus one ten on that. Whew, that's a lot of picks for today, folks. Uh, at SteadyPicks underscore Tom over on Twitter. Reach out to me. Thanks so much for everybody that does and uh, you know help with anything you're looking for. Friday, we're going to have a cool a cool show, a recommendation from someone on Twitter. Um, so we're going to have a, a tennis show on Friday. So tomorrow's football. Friday's going to be tennis. We're going to talk about data, sites to trust, content creators to trust some of the stuff you should keep an eye on we're going to do all that on Friday no we're going to get everybody on everybody's everybody's into it steady picks radio wake up and wager thank you so much talk to you soon